short amount of time to play this short amount of game. Yeah, our schedule's been kind of jacked up. So, I mean, we yeah. were supposed to have recorded the, the Master Sword episode, like, two full weeks ago, and instead we, we recorded it, like, at the end of last week or in the middle of last week. So, instead of two weeks, it's been half a week. <laughs> definitely changes how, how games are played. I was definitely <laughs> playing this game in the last week as well, like, getting through the the sections, and I'm I'm just glad I, I did have enough time to actually play it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fell asleep last night. I was, I was playing, trying to beat it. I I was in Vavardania last night. It was like one in the morning, I think twelve thirty one in the morning. And I'm like, man, I got I got to get these last two. I got to get these last two. And I was chugging. I was trying. And then I just like, it was so tired. I couldn't figure it out. I like mind domed, and then <laughs> I finally just was like, I I passed out. I woke up with the switch on my chest. And then do it back to it in the morning. And I just finished up playing mine like, uh, uh what is it? About 40 minutes ago. Oh, keeps so it fresh. Keep, keeps it fresh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's up. Very fresh. So, what have you guys been up to in the uh, four days we haven't talked? Work. Ah. Uh. And playing Overwatch. Overwatch has been pretty good lately. I'm not going to lie. Getting back yeah, into the Overwatch scene, I don't regret it. Part of me felt like I'd never go back after I stopped playing the first one. And they're like, we're making a second. And it's like the same thing. And I was like, oh, why did I even buy the first? And then they were like, it's going to be free. And I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> I still have yet to play that game. It's it's pretty good. It's better with friends. You should You should play with us sometime. Yeah. And it's free. I don't even feel guilty telling you to get it because it's free. I already have it, but I just haven't played it. You shelved it? I shelved it. I downloaded <laughs> and shelved it. That virtual shelf, man. I got so many games on that virtual shelf. But it who has have. the time, am I right? I mean... Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready. I got all my programs running. If this crashes, I'm going to... uh leave a message in my black box for the survivors uh, to refer back to. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready. to a for no b for yes the zelda theme podcast is currently diving into breath of the wild and last episode we were hunting for the master sword and the hylian shield out of the castle and in this episode we are climbing and scraping our way to the top of goron city through the fire through the magma through the flames we carried on i mm. am cameron Aggie, a crisp Icelandic glass of spring water that has just the right amount of nutrients and vitamins to just mm. 
And my name is Ryan Fonzie. Uh, a slice of cucumber that accents the water in such a way. <laughs> Ooh, complimentary. Never liked cucumber on water. Never liked it. <laughs> I'm a lime guy. Who are you, though? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Anthony, and I am that crisp, crisp, you know, pot of French fries that was in the oven at 365 for 18 minutes with some oil and some seasonings, just ready to go. I'm, uh, all right, I'm the only one who's not crisp, but I'll be a crisp, crisp <laughs> cucumber. How about that? Yeah, there, there we go. There we go with the crispy crew. We're all crisp day. We're all feeling it and light. We'll see if the audio matches up with our descriptions. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're approaching Elden. It's actually not that far off of uh, our last episode. In fact, I think a lot of people probably stumble into the Lost Woods on their way to going towards Death Mountain because it's, uh, it's like ne- next door neighbor, you know? But really cool area, really dry area, really uh, really warm area. <laughs> someone, yeah. some would call it hot. Doesn't take too long of climbing up that before your character might spontaneously combust for forever, as long as you're up there. Yeah, yeah. There's well, actually an NPC uh, chilling at the stable at the bottom. What what's, what's the name of that? Uh, Gale. I ha- I have this specifically noted. I know there's I think there's an NPC somewhere in the world that'll give you a free fireproof elixir but yes. this is not i don't think it's the same person this is um no she offers to sell you one two or three for i think upwards of 180 for three right i didn't find the npc who does the free one even though i could remember it from my first play but i found gail uh who's at the foothill stable and foothill she, yeah she will offer to sell three she's basically like oh are you planning on going up to death mountain and you're like yeah and she's like, uh, well, what are you going to do about the heat? And like, if you don't have an answer, she's like, yeah, typical tourist. <laughs> like, here, let, me, <laughs> let me let me help you get prepared. I bought three because I'm playing a wealthy link run right now. That's not what it's <laughs> the intent of it was originally, but that's just what it's become. Um, these farms. Yeah. Yeah. My, <laughs> my link be rolling up and just dropping cash everywhere. The NPCs love me. <laughs> I bought two just uh, in case because sometimes I, I go Ooh, shrine when I hear the noise and I just kind of <laughs> go off. So I wanted to let myself be able to go off at least once and still have an elixir. I, I didn't end up needing it, though. Mm. You know, you can cook up an elixir pretty darn easily. Oh, yeah. Fireproof elixir. Yeah. You I mean, if you if some... you want to get into the Fonzies, well, you know what? How about we wait? Because there's actually like a prime time spot coming up right in our story. Mm. But um, do you want to go? You want to do a cooking section? Have you cooked up any lizards in your real real life? No, <laughs> I only had four days, so I don't have a <laughs> cooking with Anthony today. So we'll have to mitigate that with uh, cooking with bugs or lizards. So if you if you get some of the you know lizards for cooking, I think it's the red, or it's if it's the opposite, it's the blue. There's a fireproof lizard in the game. Yeah, there's, there's, those fire, there's like there's purple. The are red. <clears throat> yeah, there's fire tail lizards in the game all over the mountain. And if you get one of those, you can just cook one and whatever else you want, and it'll be a fireproof elixir. Mm. 
I wasn't sure what the name of the lizard was, but I know they're there. You can yeah. also use dragonflies too, I think. Pretty sure bugs work for elixirs. I didn't. In the warmer butterflies? I caught one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't the know any of that stuff could make a fireproof. I thought there was only one way to make fireproof, and I thought you had to have the fireproof lizard. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I think but the rest is just heat resistance. you can make some before you start your hike, which is probably good to do unless you talk to a certain guy in a little valley system named Kima. Yeah, so Q's actually my next NPC on my list. Oh, nice. <laughs> because as we head up the mountain, it's like a, you know, a treacherous mountain path filled with fire keys and fire choo-choos and uh, generally other hot things, um, like ostriches, you know. Yeah. Is, is yep, pretty random <laughs> ostriches. Uh, we, we can run into the southern mine. Uh, southern mine is... Uh, you know, opposite the northern mine, aha, but uh, no, the northern mine, I guess, has been shut down, um, due to dangerous activity at the mountain. So, uh, so all of the Goron miners that would normally be dispersed amongst multiple dig sites are all kind of here in the southern mine that you run into on your way up to Goron City if you take the regular path to Goron City. I mean, you can get up this mountain other ways. Um, fly into the city from the side if you want, just like you could with Zora's Domain, but I always just take the mountain path. Um, the first time I played the game, I didn't, because I didn't know that I had veered off of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had st- I think I started on it and ended on it, but I like I veered off, so when later on there was a quest where I had to find a specific Goron, uh, I didn't even know that this southern mine existed, um, and I didn't know that there was a way to get a free piece of Flamebreaker armor, <laughs> uh, which is also attached to this place. So the Kima is another Hylian who you'll see can is super recognizable because they're wearing a Flamebreaker helmet. Uh, and he is at this mine. Uh, pretty much, I mean, you could just call him a tourist if you want. I don't remember what his motivations were for coming here. I think he wanted to see the city. Um, but he asked you to collect for him 10 fireproof lizards and if you do that he will give you a piece of flamebreaker armor which is just like the shirt um one piece isn't actually enough to for you to be fireproof though um at least not in the hottest parts of death mountain uh so you will still want to purchase another piece of the set uh when you get to the city but uh, this is also, the Southern Mine is also where I would declare my Fonzie's Farms for this episode. He's about to drop the spot for more items to get through and beat the plot. So you better listen to his words, because he's about to tell you where to get the herbs. It's Fonzie's Farms. Um, because just Ew. like just like the mission where you have to catch the deer and get it over to the, the pedestal in this area... There are just tons and tons of these fireproof lizards spawning more like at a higher rate than anywhere else on Death Mountain. Um, They're all over the mountain. They're all over the Elden region. But uh, in this in this mine, it's just like, oh, we know that we've asked you to get 10 of these right here. So like every rock you pick up is going to have a lizard. You'll just see two lizards chilling together in every empty space. Like it's just covered in them Um, such that the, the little side quest here is actually really fast as well. So that's my farm for this episode. <laughs> that's my main no, farm, I should say. There's some more farming notes later, but that's that's the big one. Um, 
one other person or pairing I should note while we're here. Uh, if you happen to run into Grayson, he's there with his little brother, Pellison. Uh, he dreams of a different life. So just keep him in mind for a later <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Good old sonny boy. Right. No, there's some other old miners here too that they're kind of fun to talk to. They're a little bit salty, but you know, it's, a, it's an enjoyable spot. But before we know it, if we continue up the path, we can make it right to Goron City. It's one of the coolest Goron, cities ever. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think they, they share the um, theme song from the Skyward Sword Lanayru area, right? Like the, the mining facility. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a similar beat. Yeah. You reminded me, actually. So the Death Mountain music is actually a slowed down remix of the original T-Laws, you know, the 2D side scroller, mm-hmm. it's Death Mountain music. So they slowed that down and remixed it for the actual Death Mountain overworld music in BLDW. So next time, like, give, give the two a listen and kind of do a comparison. Nice. Mm. That's bringing cool. back old musics. I like that. It's pretty sick. Uh, so, guys, welcome to Goron City. <laughs> we have all of the uh, the best shops you could ever imagine. Um, one of your first stops that you want to make is at the uh, ripped and shredded <laughs> clothing supply store. Best uh, clothing place <laughs> I ever knew. Right? Rocker. Uh, you can stop by the Goron Gusto shop if you want to pick up some ingredients like Goron Spice. In Kohan City, you pay with protein, not rupees. <laughs> you pay with protein, <laughs> right? Or you can stop by the Rolling In. Uh, in, I guess it'd just be the Rolling In, right? Like that's all. You, that's how you'd say that <laughs> if you're using regular English. Uh, <laughs> where you can meet Trey and Vulcan and get yourself a Goron massage, where they literally pummel you on against hard rock. Ooh, and, brachial um, back. But nice. it gives you it gives you an extra stamina wheel when you wake up. So. <laughs> pretty decent deal <laughs> it's called aggravated chiropractic it's um it's, it's i don't know impact therapy or something <laughs> impact therapy man i'm gonna have to pass on that yeah but no this this place is like i mean goron city is like just so it's so chad like it's yeah it's ex- it's extremely bro <laughs> it's city like of the chads every- it's funny. I think it, it kind of plays into what the point of the Gorons are in this game. But I mean, it's 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 a mining facility. It's fueled on hot lava and testosterone. Like it's just, <laughs> just, just straight up everything about this play. I mean, that's one of the things. Like, there's no, there's no, as far as we know, there's no female Gorons. Just like every other game we've played. Um, yeah, I mean, even like some of the Gorons. Like when you interact with them, they're just they have a lot of personality and. I don't know if you guys talked to the little kid who's running his business next to the cooking place. He'll sell you a fireproof elixir. And if you say that you're not interested, because he's originally sleeping, he's like, you're not buying. Why'd you wake me up in the first place then? And he just goes back to sleep. And I'm like, yep. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of cool uh, side quests you can get here too. Um, 
I mean, wh- one of the ones that I always do is called the Brothers Roast. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. Um, you go to the right, to the um, well, I, to the correct building, and you'll run into this guy Bladeon, who's super mad at his brother Gongoron, who has ventured off to try to find the hero's secret or something like that. Like one of the, it's he's looking for the hero's treasure, I believe is is how they phrase it in the game. And so he asks you to go find him. And when you find him, he shows up and also finds him. Uh, and he's sleeping in Gorko Tunnel. He's fallen asleep. He was trying to dig his way to the hero's treasure and, and basically couldn't make it all the way. Uh, and so now he's he's incapacitated. And you are asked to go get a uh, a slab of roasted rock sirloin, basically. Uh, in fact, I think that it's not roasted yet. I think you're just going to get it like a rock sirloin, which is uh call back to Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask days, because there's actually, I mean, we learned about sirloin, like rocks being called sirloin <laughs> in Ocarina of Time. In Majora's Mask, we haven't gotten to that game yet, but there's actually a mission to carry one of these things around uh, to help out a, a hungry Goron. Uh, so just huge callback to that. Uh, challenging side quest i will say uh because it's a delicious looking slab of rock too right <laughs> like a big meat on the bone kind of rock i mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, come out of gorko tunnel uh down gortram cliff to get this slab of meat which by the way if gorko and gortram sound familiar that's because those are references to our goron friends in skyward sword Gorko being the uh, the adventurer researcher that we ran into about eight times, and Gortran being the <laughs> one who ran the uh, the track mini game, like the minecart mini game. So, mm. so there. But you so <laughs> graciously did a lot. Yeah, no, that was that's fun. It's <laughs> a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Best island ever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> This one, not so much, because when you're running this slab of meat back up the hill, you are getting just uh, berated by moblin archers and giant lava rocks. Uh, anything to keep you at the bottom of the hill. Uh, the best strategy I could figure was to just clear out all the enemies on your way down. And then on your way up, all you have to worry about is giant lava rocks. <laughs> And it, they're, they're comically set up where you have like these small ones you got to like bob and weave through up until about three quarters of the way towards the top. And then just this giant rock covers the entire pathway um, and comes down and leaves you with very little recourse. But once that triggers, mm-hmm. once it won't trigger again. So if it, it messes you up, don't worry. Just go get the sirloin, bring it back up and you'll be fine. But mm. yeah, good stuff. Can't say I did that quest. You've never done it. I can do it now. No, I'm gonna have to go back and do it now. Oh, it's it's a hoot. <laughs> it's I want to be attacked by giant flaming meteors too. Yeah, I want to play. A, it's a shrine quest. So if you get that rock back to uh, Gongoron, his brother, you know who who showed up. Uh, what did I say his name was? Uh, Blade on. He'll yeah. he'll he'll cook it up for him. And he's, you know, the, all the compliments in the world, like, oh, nobody cooks these like you, brother, kind of stuff. And then he eats it, gets the strength of a thousand suns and smashes the rest of the rock. And then you can go do a shrine. Uh, nice. <laughs> so 
So pretty good stuff. I'm going to call that quest Sirloin Stranding. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's uh, been our episode, folks. <laughs> Tune in next time when, <laughs> when we can recover from that statement. <laughs> Any, do you guys find any other side quest? I mean, there's one other one I want to talk about, but not if you guys already have it on your list. Nah. Nah. All right, cool, 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 cool. Just me then. All right. Um, <laughs> the other one is the uh, the road to re- uh, to respect. Um, I didn't actually do this one proper. I did this one because I just knew where the goal was. Um, there's a blacksmith in Goron City uh, called Rohan. His name is Rohan. The name Rohan means to to like a, to ascend, I guess, um, or ascending. I don't. I don't know the exact origin or anything. I just did like a brief look up. Um, so he's super good. He's super good. He He's known for having fought every Igneo Talus in existence at one point. Um, or at least that's how the legend goes. The man, the man's a legend. He's a, <laughs> he's like the master blacksmith at Goron city. And that's, that's what he's known for was in order to get stronger. He, to be a better blacksmith, I guess he went and fought, just uh, just Igneotalus after Igneotalus. So he sends his current apprentice, who is um, Fugo, which is like heat, right? Fuego, Fugo, mm-hmm. to go and fight in Igneotalus, but he's kind of, he's afraid. He doesn't want to do it. So he sends Link to do it. If you go and fight the Igneotalus up at Gorko Lake, which is actually right next to Gorko Tunnel, um, you can, he'll give you a hundred rupees. It's not like a huge, there's no shrine attached to this one. It's just the battle challenge. Um, I mean, whenever you fight an Igneo Talus, you get pretty good gems out of it. So mm-hmm. you end up with more than a hundred rupees, but that's, that's his reward. Um, Is it a Magma Talos? Yeah. 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 An Igneo Talus. Yep. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's. So you shoot that. Yeah. Shoot that's that with ice and cool it down. And you can stand yeah, on it, right? It yeah, I mean, you can you can basically one cycle these things if you have a if you have a weapon that actually swings in circles. <laughs> um, as long as you hit them with the ice first, you can one good. cycle. I think they have better uh, rewards than just a regular. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. when they have an elemental effect to them, they usually drop some nice gemstones. I just fought a frost talus today, and it dropped like. I think it was three sapphires, which is crazy. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. I'll tell you what you can do with those later. Um, I got a ruby and a sapphire at a random rocks today. Nice, nice. So uh, you go fight this. He'll give you the money, but he won't actually be able to go back. Like he gets too afraid to tell Rohan that he basically chickened out, couldn't do it. He, his plan was to go say, "Oh yeah, I took care of that." For you or whatever, just to you know, because he's he's apprenticing under this guy. He wants to earn his respect. I mean, the name of the quest is the road to respect, but he he completely beefs it because he realizes what he did was not respectable. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of like just a, a little mini lesson within the game of like having integrity. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, I mean, just another thing to note that even the two of them have. There's another like smaller Goron apprentice who's not really an apprentice yet. Um, named Sergo, which, as far as I could tell, was supposed to be. I mean, 
if I was going by the terms of the other two, right? Like, uh, like if if Rohan means ascending, which is kind of like a hammer that you would use for blacksmithing, and Fugo is the heat, then then I, I don't remember Sergo or Slurgo. Hold, hold on, I gotta make sure that I got this right. It's Slurgo, so the L is in there. And that's important. Okay, so Slurgo. Um, the closest thing I could think of was slag, which is like a rocky waste material that comes off of, uh, like a, a work piece when you're, when you're doing blacksmithing, when you're work like doing hot work with stuff. Um, so yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of like the runoff, <laughs> um, <laughs> which makes sense because he's, he just kind of loiters around the city all day. I mean, he's a kid, so he doesn't have any responsibilities yet, but. Um, he's also kind of got like a bad attitude too. Like you go and talk to him if you don't have anything you actually want from him or anything. He he gets upset with you, but he tries to like teach you the ropes of Goron City. But nothing that he shares with you is particularly useful. Um, so he just like he acts like he owns the place, even though he doesn't do anything. Another cool little piece of poetry within Breath of the Wild. <laughs> what if that was the kid that I was talking about earlier? I don't know. I don't think he tries to sell you anything. There's a lot of kids in this game. There's a lot of uh, kid Gorons in this game. Like, yeah, maybe high, a higher one. than normal amount. It sounds like all the kid Gorons are just rude. And if you don't have anything to do with them, they're like, all right, well, then leave. <laughs> I think there was, there was one at the mining facility. I don't remember him being particularly rude. There were actually two there. Pellison was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if they're if they're if they're child labor already, then they <laughs> learned respect. But the rest of them are kind of oh, kind of no. rude. <laughs> oh man! So, so before we go into the implications of all that, we should probably change the topic entirely. <laughs> so there's a probably a giant big Goron who looks really old in the city center. Uh, oh yeah, kind of just there. If we have nothing else. No more side quests to tackle. No, I think we're good. Probably notice this giant old man. Yeah, a few people. A few people actually direct you towards him as well. So mm. that's fine. One of the one of the Gorons that I remember talking to in the city was like, "And just out here is a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful view of Death Mountain, except the the uh, <laughs> village leader's house kind of blocks it <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit. And you look over and it's just this giant stone just immediately in the view <laughs> of the volcano. That's great. Oh my gosh. It was such a good piece of comedy. I'm going to try to get that clip and put it in <laughs> just, to sh just to show. We're a vodcast. We can do stuff like that. But it's it's yeah. hilarious. But yeah, Bluto. It's the guy's name. Bluto. He's an old Goron, man. Yeah, he's, he's the a, he's a big one. He's the leader of the tribe, man. And he's he the... is in some pain. Oh, so much pain. <laughs> he's he's, he's a... in He's in need of some of that impact therapy. He's, he's, yeah. been, he's been carrying the whole city on his back, man. Yeah. He's he's a sad and a mad that uh Rudania? Yeah, yeah. Varudania. Yeah, Varudania is kind of uh smacking around the mountain and needs to be needs to be calmed down again. You know, sometimes you just gotta go up there, calm the thing down. It needs to be calmed down. He can't calm it down because his back, every time he goes to move, he goes. Ah, ah. His, his lower back is having some lumbar issues over here. Mm. And uh, he needs painkillers. And he sent somebody, Yonobo, 
to go get some painkillers. But he hasn't come back yet. So uh, he just doesn't know what to do. He's up at the Northern Mine. It's not doing so hot right now. Yeah. It's kind of funny that there be painkillers stored in the mining facility. Like this is this was like part of the mining supply. Like all these Gorons are out here hurting themselves. (laughs) Trying to mine up some more. So they just have like a storeroom with with painkillers. None in the city at all. Just out at the mine. You're working, man. Impeded progress. It's been three hours. Oh, time for another painkiller. <laughs> Pop time another, to go for another four. <laughs> Man, I got blisters on my thumb. Hey, I got, I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, my blisters got blisters. Like, oh, I, I got you then. Over in the storeroom, we got a stash, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got you. Nah, but yeah, we uh, we we uh, we go to war against some Lazalfos to get to this guy. Yeah, we do. Uh, complete with oh, cannons. Them. We go full medieval warfare with you some cannons. You didn't use the cannons. No, I ran past all of them. Oh, oh, you you missed out on all the fun, man. <laughs> what? Oh, you was you in a rush though, weren't them. you? Cam was Cam was trying to fit this game into his busy schedule. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah time I was trying to finish this up in in the time I had allotted, and these guys are not worth the time that I would have to dedicate. Oh, I was I thinking just... about just hopping up on uh, what is it, uh, the Gale, and then just popping out my bow and trying to headshot as many as I could one after another. Oh, Revali's just to make it Gale. a little easier. Yeah, yeah Revali's Gale. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I just did Cannon Warfare because it's fun. I, I enjoy it very much. <laughs> like every Goron that sees you get into a cannon is like, or get next to a cannon is like, yeah, only the chief can use those things. And I'm like, this is the attitude. This is why your chief is in back pain because <laughs> because <laughs> none of y'all want to man up, learn how to use a cannon. <laughs> so you come in dropping bombs, right? Turn, you get, I mean, you get to hit a switch, it turns it. Some, a lot of them you have to hit like mid turn, which is pretty fun too. The but, one um, that you let Lena, you know, bow out with is one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when we first find Yonobo after this, this whole mission, he, uh, he's cowering in a cave using, using a red force field to protect himself, even though he's locked in a cave. So. This dude is uh shivering Very scared. Brave. I guess I guess the uh when he went to go get the painkillers, the the cave like collapsed in on him or around him, I guess. There was a cave in, but only at the entrance. Because that's how cave ins work. And um so he was stuck inside <laughs> there with all the painkillers and uh, a couple other Goron tools just in treasure chests. There was there's money too for some reason. I don't know if that's stuff that they found in the in the rocks or what, but a lot of money. Yeah. We basically just raid the treasury of of the mine as well while we're here. Uh, but we get to meet Yonobo. He was, uh, he was cowering from everything. He was cowering oh, yeah. from the dark, from claustrophobia. Like, he's over here. Like, what is he exactly afraid of in this situation? He thinks you're a monster immediately. Like, why would the monster be after, like, letting you out? <laughs> Why would he yeah. go through the trouble of, of blowing up those rocks? It's like, listen, you know, I got to tell you, I just went through an entire row of Lizalfos. Not one of them even mentioned you or looked this way. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they thought you were dead already, man. <laughs> they moved on, my guy. Sidebar, let's say that 
you know, no one ever came for poor Yanobo. How long do you think it would take him to eat his way out of that cave? <laughs> Since Gorons eat rocks. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's a good question. Go I've, never, I've only ever seen a Gor- like one Goron actively eat a rock, and that was when I got that sirloin for, for Gon Goron. Like, you actually see him chewing that thing up. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, wow, they actually do. Okay. Just un- uncooked, non-nutritious rock, though. That would take a while. They don't, they don't particularly enjoy that, from Probably what I like understand. like salad to them. <laughs> Just like salad eating, like eating long clippings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, a, um, we, we go meet him. He's afraid. We got to kind of talk him off of uh, his hysteria a little bit. Um, I even think he doesn't he like run around in circles at first too because he's afraid or something like that. He's like, oh, they found me, so then like runs to like from wall to wall or something like that, and then eventually just cowers back down until you talk to him. He's like, oh wait, you're not, you're a Hylian. <laughs> like, like apparently I'm okay, and um, he's yeah, kind of like he freaks out a little. Yeah, he's a little bit confused that you were able to use the cannons to get here and to let him out and everything. Um, but then does mention that he does have the painkillers and he'll meet you back in the village. Um, he's got to go deliver him to the elder so they can take care of Rudania. Uh, so he just like walks out, kind of like the uh, the Goron prisoners from Ocarina of Time, just walks out of his little cell and disappears. Um, mm-hmm. Makes it all the way back to Goron City. And so we can head Before back. you can even turn into blue light particles and head over there at the speed of light yourself. Oh, yeah. No, he's got that. He's got that Darmani speed, man. <laughs> he's, he's a rock and roller Goron. <laughs> so... Or a hot rod or Goron or whatever they called it. Anyway, so we get back. We talk to Bluto and he's like, oh, yeah, my back pain's healed. Yonobo came back. He stopped by. He probably already went off to the Bridge of Elden or whatever. Um, so I just got to go meet up with him now. And then suddenly there's a crack and his back is back to being in pain. Painkillers <laughs> did nothing. Painkillers were only a temporary solution. <laughs> More temporary than normal. Uh, and basically he's like, oh, you know, was going to be so disappointed. Like, I don't think we could do this today, even though, you know, um, we got to take care of this problem. I don't know what we're going to do. Doesn't offer you any solutions. Just let you know. Yeah. You know, was probably at the bridge. If you could let him know that I'm not going to make it, <laughs> that would be helpful. <laughs> um, so you head out to the bridge, find, you who's being harassed by a couple of moblins who, uh, who are just kind of standing there yelling at him. And he's not doing anything. He's just in his red bubble. <laughs> yeah, yep. he's cowering in his bubble. You can go run over and you uh, defeat the moblins. He's like, wow, you defeated those enemies. You must be really strong. And, you know, has a whole thing. And basically, you know, says like, oh, well, the bridge is, is up and can't get over. And then you tell him about the, the, the you tell him about Bluto. And he's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? He's the only one who can use the cannon. And then you're like, dude, I just used the cannon like eight times to find you in the first place. <laughs> He's like, are you sure you can use it? And you're like, you know, everybody, everybody's so surprised that you just went for it with the cannons. <laughs> I mean, it make I, I think the part that makes sense is like nobody else has bombs. I don't know how the how the chief has bombs in this area. It's so hot that if you try to use a bomb arrow, it explodes immediately before you can even aim it. And yeah, that's something uh, they don't really have in this game, right? Is like the Goron bomb flower. They're like absent. Yeah, Death Mountain. There's no special crop here. I don't know what the 
I don't know if the if Bluto's just like shoving his foot in there and kicking it or something <laughs> or, or what. Like, how is he getting? How is he activating these cannons? That's, yeah, a, that's a good question. I'd like to they know. Throw, they throw like lava sirloin in there or something. Yeah, maybe he's just, got like a specialized tool that he just like burn down in there as hard as he drill can. shaft. Stick yeah, a whole drill shaft in there. When like those Goron, that Goron rock I mean, crusher did you thing see that the we size of his arms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I the mean, man the dude, has like he's an absolute unit. Slabs. Yeah, he's 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 brolic. Uh-huh. Yeah, like most of the Gorons, but it's an Adonis. Yeah, or probably was before he got became an old man with back problems. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool thing about about Yonobo, and there's, I mean, I only you probably feel like there might not be a lot of cool things about Yonobo, but. Um, you know, kind of like everywhere else we've been, everyone's a little bit surprised that you don't remember anything. Tells you to look at something specific, and then you get a cutscene of one of the Hylian champions. Um, so this one is our introduction of Daruk. Um, so basically, Bluto tells you, oh, like you don't, like you look a lot like the champion, because I guess Bluto's been around for a very long time. Um, he's like, do you, do you really not remember? Like, can you like look up at the statue? Like we have the statue of of uh Daruk, Daruk like take a take a look and see if you remember anything right and you go and you look into the statue it's actually a statue of three different i mean four different gorons three different games worth of gorons including this one um with Daruk at the top it's got Darmani holding the chief's elder that's a set of characters from Majora's Mask and then i guess there's this uh Gorkoron who is uh a pre a previous chief, but like a a sumo champion in Twilight Princess. Um, I I always wanted that to be Darunia, but I guess it's not Darunia. It's it's Gorkoran, who I didn't even remember was a thing because I don't remember anything from Twilight Princess anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I just feel like Darunia deserved a spot <laughs> somewhere on this. Uh, but I'm happy man. that His dance skills. Darmani's there. He could have had the kid spot. The chief's, the elder son didn't do anything in that game. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> he cried. He cried. A lot. He, a lot. He cried yeah. and he taught you a lullaby so you could get into the temple. Hey. It's a whole thing. We'll we'll talk about that in a long time from now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so the cool thing about well, okay, so we get this cutscene where we remember uh Daruk. There's so many Gorons. Oh my goodness. Where we remember Daruk. Uh, and it's actually takes place at Varudanya. Um, you guys are like riding Varudanya and he's, you know, you get this flashback where uh, uh, Daruk is congratulating you on becoming the the uh, princess's appointed knight. Uh, you know, he's talking about how like, oh yeah, this thing's getting much better like to to handle. Like it's kind of fun being able to 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 use these toys and stuff like that as a champion of Hyrule, like he's, you know, he's having a good time with his role. Um, he's learning, he's learning, he's liking what he's doing. He's very congratulatory of Link, very fatherly towards Link. Um, I know that we've been talking about the familiar relationships that that these champions represent with Link. I mean, Daruk is totally rock dad. Like that's that's his whole purpose. Um, Rock Daddy, super solid, super level, uh, very um, encouraging. You know, like he's very 
supportive. <laughs> like he, he's literally talking to Link like he's his kid. Like, oh, I heard you were appointed. That's a really good position. Like, that, you know, that's a really high honor. Like, I, I'm really proud of you. Like, he literally tells Link he's proud of him for like. I think of him as like <laughs> the good supportive older brother for Link. Ah, nah, he's dad. Mm. <laughs> That's that's my interpretation. You can say older brother. That works too. Yeah, I, I see older brother. He's like very encouraging older brother. Like an older brother is like, yo, bro, you can you got this. You could be who you want to be, man. Grow up whoever you wanted. Dream what you want. <laughs> Dream what you want. Uh so yeah. So it kind of cuts away, and that's our our first impression. Well, mm, before I do that, he there is one other thing. Like at the end of the scene, some rocks fall off of death mountain like onto varudania and uh he actually uses daruk's protection which is a one of you know how every champion has a special skill um his is this red force field that we've seen yonobo using um and so he he kind of makes this comment about like oh like well this this volcano has been quiet for decades like if there's some like if if some rocks have just started to fall now, that must mean that he's like, oh, you know what? Never mind. It's probably not a big deal. Just like, just probably nothing, right? But it's I mean, it's pretty clear. Like the way I read that is there's evil a brewing. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there is something coming. Um, and I think that I mean that checks out given what's going on with Varudanya right now, but also the fact that they were, um, you know, most likely attacked shortly after this scene. Within the, you know, in the coming months or whatever, because this this is when they were like gearing up for the battle before it happened. So cool little little memory to have, um, and so we can continue our conversation with Pluto. Sorry, so so Pluto mentions that Unobo is actually the des- descendant of Daruk, and that's why he can actually use Daruk's protection, which is a champion skill that's been passed down. Um, this is a lot different. Like we haven't seen anything like this yet. <laughs> we haven't seen another Rito using Rivali's Gale. We haven't seen another Zora using, I don't even, I mean, Mifa's grace, you know, that's not champion abilities don't necessarily pass down. Um, but this one did. <laughs> and- it might just be like a special skill. The Gorons have to be able to do or unlock Jamani had it. He yeah, was able to do it. So it's like a familial it could also thing. Just be based on who actually ended up passing anything down because Mifa loved Link, and I don't think they ever had a kid, so she didn't have the chance to pass her ability down. And Rivali was so busy training to be the best Rito all the time, 24-7, and never mentions a love interest. It might just be that he totally skipped that aspect of life because he was all about being number one with how very, very proud he was. So it could just be that of the ones we know of, this is the only one that actually passed anything down to a future generation. That could be true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I honestly, like, I, I mean, checking the wiki and everything, I don't remember anything necessarily that directly said this, but maybe it was, I mean, they, they just say a descendant, but um, the, the going thing is that, Yonobo is Daruk's grandson, not his son, but his grandson. Like, so there's a, there's a dad in here missing somewhere. Um, which is kind of sad, but uh, still, like, these generations have passed and it's gotten even this far down. So, I don't know. But the, because he can use this ability, he like he's the one that the village 
leader, like if Bluto has been taking around to use with the cannons, because how it works He's is when cannonball. you activate the cannon, <laughs> Yonobo is an effective cannonball because he can protect himself from the impact at the other end. Which is... Uh, but he do get dizzy. He does get dizzy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine getting getting launched across chasms and whatnot. I mean, it is what it is. Making high-speed impacts. So I just went through that whole series just to say, now we get to use Jinobo as a cannonball because he has Daruk's protection. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> so we launched Jinobo at the Bridge of Elden to lower the bridge. Um, Which must not be very good for the structural integrity of the bridge I to mean, have it drop from like an upward angle and slam every single time to get it down. I don't know if that bridge would necessarily last all too long. Right. Like they need a better method of raising and lowering a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this place, the the mines, the carts, everything. I mean, there's switches everywhere that turn cannons. They definitely could have used that same mechanism to raise and lower a bridge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not a True. Goron. So. <laughs> You don't I wasn't. I wasn't there at the design meeting for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get to go on the best escort mission ever. <laughs> I sent some feelings. <laughs> What's funny about this is the premise of this is is getting. You know, Yunobo to be cannonballed to Vavradania to destroy it, to kind of distract it up the mountain. And the whole premise is trying to dodge some guardians. I love what Yunobo says is like, every time me and Grandpa or uh, Bluto try this, I always get caught by the, by the guardians. I just, uh, we, can, we can never do it. It always just failed mission. And it's like, bro. I'm a guardian destroyer. I got this. Right. So I forgot the entire time my mission was to destroy Vavradania. So I went up the entire mountain with uh, Yanobo, destroyed all the guardians with the metal. And then I was at the very end. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? I got to the end. I, I'm here. And you know what is along the way. No, and I'm like, what am uh, uh, And then I was like, oh, darn. And then I had to get him to come all the way back. So instead of, you know, walking like a normal person, because what heathen does that, I paraglided down the entire mountain to the first cannon. You know, we can't follow you. So, like he so what did he do he just like stopped himself he was like oh uh you're flying nope i'm just standing here he'll come <laughs> back for me eventually so i had to walk all the way up the mountain again to go to the nobo and again to like if you, if you walk more than like probably 50 feet in front of him he just stops himself he's like oh you have to give me directions. I have no clue what's going on. I cannot do this without you, man. <laughs> yeah. Short-term memory just cannot become long-term memory. I just I can't. Yeah. You need your guidance. Because, I mean, there's a couple ways you can approach that. I mean, I imagine that method's, I mean, though it you know it requires a lot of hiking, I mean, it's probably really effective in terms of clearing the way for Yonobo. It was great because I didn't have to worry about guardians. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I normally walk them forward a little bit. Like, I bring them with me for the most part, but then I'll stop them every time there's a guardian, just go up and destroy the guardian. Because you can stealth your way through most of them um, to the point of, like, even just blocking one's, like, sensor <laughs> and walking underneath it. Uh, but uh, there's, there's like, there's a, there's a timing, there's a puzzle solving method for every single one to get through. If you want to just try to avoid the guardians, um, that is not, I, I don't like the stress of that. So I just go up high and drop metal blocks on them all. And, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty quick, pretty easy. But, um, but yeah, every once in a while we have to stop at a cannon, clear off a moblin or two. And then send your noble flying up at Varudania. Um, I don't know I if it. three is the magic number on this one. I feel like yeah. that might be. It is, yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, I did Kim? this one the intended way, and uh, I only set off one alarm. Oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, the point where you have to, like, walk them. Like, there's two of them that are slightly off pattern, and you have to get into a little crevice in the walkway and then wait. It was mm -hmm. the second one. Couldn't figure out how to get past that one with Yonobo. Uh, so I set off. Yeah. It's good that they don't have um, audio sensors, these Guardians. Because <laughs> you'd think like your, your little whistle signal would trigger them. <laughs> um, but yeah, we eventually get uh, off to the last... Uh, the last cannon, and there's a little ramp that goes right up to Varudania. Uh, well, I mean, the last cannon sends it into Death Mountain, yeah, so then we have to climb. It gets damaged, it starts exploding all over the place, and it crawls up and kind of rests inside the volcano, so you guys go on up, take a look down, and then, like, just rah, Well, off. yeah, Link, Link is like, alright, we're going, let's do this, and jumps off, and paraglides down. And we gotta figure out a way to get in there. And we got to take this thing down. Link's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he just, just jumps. And then Yonobu's just standing there like, uh, huh. <laughs> he's just not, he's not going to make the same <laughs> jump. Like, like not only do I not have a paraglider, but uh, I'm not making a jump that big. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, It's funny. You think, you think with his Daruk's protection, he would just, you know, go, go uh, force field diving. But no, chicken's out. Yeah, he's not about to go lava swimming. <laughs> I get it. I'm not about to go lava swimming either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, swimming. we we make it to uh, Varudania, where you know we get our our regular champion spirit guidance, where Daruk's telling us we got to go find a. Uh, well, at first, you know, he gives you the "be careful." You know, this is where I got uh, murked. 100 years ago um but then tells you oh yeah you got to go activate the controls get the lights back on and then you can uh you know do the regular divine beast process of finding a bunch of terminals to activate before before uh taking back control of the divine beast so so that's what we do we go in it's like pitch black we just got to light some torches not a big deal <laughs> and uh we can like get this to one. this divine beast yeah, it's a fun one this one mm -hmm. way faster this time than the last time I did it. Like, this was a silly short guardian. I feel like I yeah. just kind of knew how to do everything this time around. But There wasn't really much, I guess, ground to cover in this Divine Beast. I mean, there is pretty much only two levels 
if you count the third as being the flipped level, right. there's really just three levels in this Guardian. Yeah. I think the one that gave me trouble was I was so tired at night, I couldn't focus. And the last one that I had to do was uh, singe your arrow with the blue fire to shoot through the door at the other candle. Oh, where the uh, little, little eyeball window yeah. in the door. For some yeah. reason, last night, like, it didn't occur to me how tired I was that you could catch your arrows on fire with the blue light. So... It's like one of my favorite methods. <laughs> passed out and then did it in the morning. When I, I literally came back to the game. I was like, all right, how do we get this last one? Where is it? Okay, it's back there. So I know that the door is probably the <laughs> blue arrow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And you get in that blue arrow and you got to like take this big metal block and block some flames. Mm-hmm. But if you just block the flames normal, you can't climb the block. So it's not helpful. You got to like tilt the whole thing so you can walk around the block. Yeah. Took me a second to remember how that all worked, but I did it. <laughs> so, you know, it's fun. I like I liked tilting that and everything. I think that having a simple control, just two configurations and everything, like it was a quick puzzle box. It was fun to do. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing extraordinary of note. Like there's one not ball, like ball on a track levels. thing that was fun, but not difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very straightforward. I think the biggest thing was just having it start off dark, but even that wasn't too bad. Um, but it, it's kind of the first time, especially that threw me for a loop. Yeah, like getting closed into the darkness. I was like, whoa. <laughs> And then all the purple and the orange of the eyes stand out so much everywhere you look. <laughs> everywhere you look, everywhere there's an eye <laughs> and a mouth spitting bubbles. It's <laughs> <laughs> waiting to get shot by you. I actually made a fire oh, in the middle goodness. of the room in this because I, I forgot about the whole blue flame thing until I found the first receptacle for it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just threw down flint and a piece of wood and started a fire. <laughs> and I was like, all right, now I can see a little something. Hilarious. I'm just going to fire lasted. I'm just going to put up my own lighting system. It's <laughs> yeah. a good strat. Did you even need to light it? Or I mean, cause isn't it? Well, I think. No, I mean, once not, you're, once you're in the divine beast, you're itself. protected from the heat, right? Yeah. Gotcha. I think even when you're on top of it, you're still protected from the heat, which is interesting, but good stuff. So, yeah, we uh, we clear out these terminals and we get to uh, Flame Blight Ganon? Fire Blight yeah. Ganon? I think, it's, I think it's Flame Blight Ganon. I was, I always get it wrong at Fire least once. Fire Blight Ganon. There you go. Fire Blight Ganon. That's why I had to say both names because I knew the first one was going to be wrong. Uh, can I just say that of all the blights we've fought so far, this guy is a wimp. <laughs> I mean, he's not oh, easy pizzizi. Easy yeah. pizzizi. Yep. No, I agree. Like I burned him. Well, <laughs> I froze. I used ice arrows. I don't know if he has a weakness to ice arrows, but this dude's melted to some ice arrows. Mm. I just they, they give you ice arrows inside the divine beast so I was just like well maybe they gave them to me because it's a hint 
and uh, you shoot him with those, and it, it's like it's silly damage. It was. Um, I just use regular arrows. Very fast fight. He did not like the cold. Also, this dude looks like the pirate mech from Skyward Sword. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? SD one. If you're gonna try to remember <laughs> the, yeah. the droid code <laughs> for that so guy, I can't. I can't head. help you. <laughs> it was a uh, he's a linear model, head. wasn't he? Wasn't he an LN something? Doesn't matter. But yeah, he's got this big old hat that looks like to me. It says pirate, even though it's like a face mask. I don't know why. That's all I could think of. Well, he also has a hooked axe, which looks like you know, very piratey as well. LD Scurvo. <laughs> LD Scurvo. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, this dude's uh, this dude's like an octo rock though. <laughs> think like think like twenty five percent or no? Yeah, he's got like twenty five percent left of his health. He just goes into the air and starts sucking in all the surrounding magma and everything that's possible and then charges up and shoots a giant fireball at you. But yeah. if you fought any of the Octoroks on Death Mountain at any point, you know, just chick a bomb right up into that vacuum and blow I, them up. I forgot that. But I was <laughs> but I was streaming and somebody put it in the comments after I like couldn't figure out like the first two times he put it up. Because he just made this big, he he made the big force field and then made like a ball of magma and threw it. And of course, I was already using ice arrows, so I shot the magma ball with the ice arrow and it just disappeared. And I was like, okay, that's part of this process, I guess. So I was just shooting, I I was just shooting his barrier with ice arrows, like why won't it die? And they're like, just throw a bomb. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like why why not do that? <laughs> yeah, blow him up. There's all that suction going on. Everything's like condensing in on it when he's absorbing the energy and he yeah. speaking of i blew myself up in this fight hey Tra me too i tried to use bomb arrows for a second like i'm pretty don't, sure yeah, that these don't. are not gonna work <laughs> don't yeah, use the like, bomb arrows man midway through the fight i was like i switched from i was using thunder arrows because i have like over 200 i switched to bomb arrows and <laughs> <laughs> right I was actually face. I was close enough to him that I still hit him with the bomb arrow, <laughs> but I hurt myself at the same time. Yeah, yeah. you were using the blast mask from, from Majora's over here. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> just without the blocking trick. Yeah. And, oh, and not the health. Mm. Wow. My own but bomb arrow. Super easy fight. I had 14 hearts. My own bomb arrow took me to two. Yikes. Yeah, did you, did you try more than once or just one arrow? Hmm? Did you try to do it more than once or just one arrow? After the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, no, forgot. <laughs> Fire. You definitely took way more because of master mode, but I lost like eight or nine. Dang. But I, also, I took out three bomb arrows because I was using a triple bow. So I technically <laughs> had three bomb arrows all at the same time and they all blew Jeez. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was that. I lost like eight or nine. I had Mifa's Grace pop because I slipped off of uh, the surface during the Unobo one, and I 
fell and fell and oof oof rolling and rolling and oofing and ouching and uh, 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 and then I fell into a pit of lava at the very bottom right as it reset <laughs> me. It reset me with my Mifa's Grace extra health and took it like the cooldown. But by the time I got this far, I had Mifa's Grace back, but I still had some of the health because I didn't really take damage during the uh, whole Divine Beast. Mm-hmm. So that took me down to about two hearts from all that I had. <laughs> with the three bomb arrows I blew myself in the face up with. There you go. He's great. <laughs> so uh we we destroy Fireblight Ganon with mm-hmm. clever use of uh Octorok tactics. <laughs> this poor guy. Such a chump. But um <laughs> didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Ganon and Octorok sharing same weaknesses. See, this is because Daruk would have never died. If if only the Gorons had the special crop, he would have won. Right? Like, what did Ludo know? Like, why he's activating cannons? Perhaps he had something that could have really helped out in this situation. I don't know. I don't know, man. Any gunpowder? Ludo's got a mm-hmm. special crop addiction. He's been hoarding all the special crops for himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's got back pain. It's residual from yeah, it's causing his back pain. My uh. I watched a YouTube video because uh, I forgot the cutscene. So I recently watched a YouTube video of, of the fight scene with Fireblight and the ending with like, you know, Daruk and all that, which, okay. you know, you guys can talk about. But this guy, <laughs> the top comment on the YouTube video was, I know this was my last divine beast in the cycle and all, but I'm like, he was supposed to attack me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. There's a there's some interesting stuff. I mean, speaking of the champions and the and the um, the blights, you know, um, I don't know if you guys have heard this lore bit, but I guess in each boss fight, there is a um, like in the in the boss music at some point they hide an SOS signal, mm-hmm. um, and it's supposed to. I mean, I think it might actually be the Divine Beast theme music itself, not just the. Not just the boss fight, like it, within the Divine Beast, um, like you can hear an SOS signal appear in each song, and it's like pretty much the same rhythm in every song, because um, you know the Divine Beast music is is the same. Well, not entirely the same, but there's very they're very close together to one another, um, and it, the difference between the four different, like the 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 critical difference, I should say, before the four different uh, themes is when that signal actually starts. Um, the two most notable ones being that Mifa's SOS signal starts almost immediately and Ravali's is the latest one. Like it takes the longest for that signal to come up. And the argument for that, like, or like the reasoning that people think that is, is because Mifa like immediately knew she was in trouble. Like she wasn't really as much the combat uh, champion, but saw that, you know, there was this calamity. And just immediately put out an SOS, whereas Ravali being as, you know, as arrogant and like, I can do this myself as he was, took the longest to actually send an SOS because he was able to hold his own against the the calamity, like hit against Windblight, basically the longest of anyone with their own blights. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I immediately thought of it more as like, because of how close Mifa and Link were, that he, she would like go to him first and immediately with any issue. So an SOS from her would be like immediate, whereas Rivali is um, like jealous of Link because he's the hero because he has the sword and that's all he thinks is just because the sword. 
Yeah. So he would definitely wait until he was basically already losing and like knew he lost before he actually was like, uh, help, please. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, one of the things that, I mean, part of that same story is like, okay, so like Daruk, if he didn't have bombs, kind of like what Anthony said, like, how was he going to end up fighting this guy? When he, once he put up that barrier, it was like force field against force field, but Daruk's could be destroyed eventually. Like this guy, there was literally no way to get through it. If you didn't have bombs. Um, I mean, with, Reval- with Revali, it's a huge criticism because like everything that Windblight was weak to was what Revali was supposed to be like a specialist in. So it was just like, what are you doing Revali? Like, how could you not have, have won this? But, but I don't want to be too critical of him. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, we should though. <laughs> But yeah, no, the, I mean, the champions seem to be way, way uh, more competent, I should say, and like should have had the skills to take these guys on. But uh, that's just not how the story goes, I guess. Um, I think part of the problem is that they were ambushed and they didn't have what they needed to fight each each blight. But um, yeah. Yeah, I remember all this stuff. I mean, we haven't gone through the memories quest yet, but everything went down pretty quick. I don't think. I don't think everyone was ready for what happened. So, yeah. Cool. So we beat this guy. <laughs> we get this. Yeah, cut we do. We get this cutscene uh, where you know the spirit of Daruk shows up. You know, is you know super grateful, like the rest of them have been, except for maybe Ravali, and um, you know, goes goes on. He gives you the Daruk's protection. He, you know, he says he's going to bring the the thing up to get ready for the the final, like, to basically so that we can, he's like, now we can enact our plan that we had a hundred years ago. Finally, like we can, we can do this, what we were planning to do this whole time. Um, that's the good news. Like we got rid of that, like blight Ganon thing. Like, let's do this. Right. Um, the best part about this cutscene to me though, is what happens after the Robert Danya is back in place. Because he's where he looks down. Yeah, because he's he's like the only guy so far who's I mean, like Mifo had curiosity about her family, but she was like so far away from the domain that there wasn't an opportunity for this. Um, but with Daruk, like he was able to just walk over to the edge and look down and be like, you know, he's like, Oh, I wonder how you know the Goron race is doing. Like, I wonder how my family's doing, like what's going on. And he looks down and he sees Yonobo and he's like, Oh yeah, we're still going strong, and he's like, you know fist bumping in the air and Yunobo actually sees Daruk as well. Yeah. Like he looks up <laughs> and he starts like cheering too. And they're like yelling to each other, which is like, which is really heartwarming <laughs> because that's his grandfather up there on the, on the, on the divine beast, you know? Uh, like also what uh, Daruk said, he, when he, before he looked down, he, he like goes over the distance and it's like, Oh yeah, that's my old rolling grounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's um it's just a, it's a really cool moment. It's really interesting to know, like like other people can see the divine beast, but they're just not in the right area to do so for the most part. Um but but also just like this moment that they're able to share together. And I think for Yonobo, that's a huge deal because my dude doesn't I mean clearly what something happened to his dad. He hasn't had like he's known to be the the champion's grandson, but like probably I mean I don't know how much he's actually met Daruk before, you know. I don't 
Like the dude's definitely got some confidence issues, and I can't help but think that that might stem from the fact that he grew up, as far as we know, without a parent or a grandparent to help him. Like he he was basically under the tutelage of of um the chief, and that's only because he had a, this force field ability that he overuses. Quite frankly, <laughs> like he's because he's you know afraid of everything. Um, so I'm thinking that he just, I mean, this this for him was a huge deal, a big moment of like like a big confidence boost for this otherwise very cowardly character. Uh-huh. He even mentions it too. If you talk to him after that, he's like, you know, I sort of saw someone standing on the top of the divine beast. Yeah. It looked a little bit like Daruk, but I'm not really sure if what I saw was real. But either way, I feel like I'm totally confidence boosted. <laughs> I feel awesome now. It's <laughs> like, all right, you know, Bo. He actually mentions ghosts too. He's like, I wonder if that yeah. was Jarek's ghost. Yeah. He has a really unenthused woo towards the end of that cutscene too, when he starts <laughs> cheering because he well, knows, notices Daruk up there. He's like, listen, Yeah, voice acting yeah. is hard. And those are those are going strong. And then he goes, Woo. <laughs> At one point in it, he just like sounds like he's got to keep his voice down for some reason. I was like, oh, that was that woo is kind of leaving me a little. <laughs> <laughs> little one well yeah yeah but uh so we get back to the city and we can follow you nobo and he, he brings us back over to ludo um where we can get a stone smasher i don't even remember what the actual name of it is but the, basically it's a special stone crusher tool. 60 damage yeah it's massive mm-hmm. damage it's been the, the 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 best uh the best hammer in the game and if you have the Master Sword equipped at this, he when he points back to the cave and he goes, oh, there's a gift inside my hut, you can have it. Oh, but you know, actually, it doesn't really compare to the legendary blade that the champion once wielded to destroy evil. Actually, now that I look at you, that sword you have there looks pretty much like it. <laughs> and then it, cuts, it stops the cutscene right there. Oh, <laughs> right after he says that. So... The weapon is actually the Boulder Breaker. Boulder Breaker. There you go. And Alliteration weapon attack. I have, because of the, the Amiibos, uh, you know how you can get attack up bonuses and stats for you know various, various things? So I got a plus 17 to this baby from an Amiibo. Oh, but it, no. it, wasn't, it wasn't the Boulder Breaker itself. It was the Stone Crusher, which is at 45. So if you add another 17 to that, it comes out like right around Boulder Breaker. But I'm like imagining, what if I get a Boulder Breaker plus 17? That would be broken. That'd be crazy. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, it's not really cost effective to fix this thing or build a new one because you need a Cobble Crusher and you need a diamond. Man, you need diamonds for everything. Speaking of diamond, you just reminded me. There's one other character that I well, I didn't talk to him until I was done with all this stuff anyway. So this is kind of appropriate. But um, <laughs> you, either you guys run into Ramella while you were here. She's a mm-hmm. um, Gerudo woman who is looking for gems. Anka gems. Anyway, so she <laughs> <laughs> she finds <laughs> sapphires. <laughs> well, she doesn't find any of this stuff. She's actually in Goron Town because she's or Goron City because she's looking for them and she knows that 
um, Death Mountain is like a hotbed for mining, um, which it is. I mean, that's that's the other part of the farm that I was going to talk about earlier is that Death Mountain is incredibly lucrative if you just wander around with a hammer looking for stones to smash into. There's just a higher amount of gold-lined stones, which are the ones that normally drop gems um, in this area. So it's like the the cost of business like you know you got to have your flame breaker set and everything to be here but once you do you can you can mine for stones pretty good but um one of the things that we know just from talking to other npcs is that the gerudo town has a jewelry shop they're very they're known for their their jewelry like they make she's gem- working for the jewelry shop getting gems <laughs> i i guess so either that or she's like you know she's the other piece of the economy like she gets the gems sells them to the jewelry shop that's how she makes her money is she wearing the oh. flame breaker set too? No, she's not. Well, she's, she's just toughing it out. She's one of two two characters. There's peeking go is in the city too. I didn't mention him, but he ain't wearing no flame breaker set either. He's just painting away in the in the flames. Oh <laughs> man, I don't crazy know. Crazy Sheikah. So actually, um, just uh, today did the quest for the jewelry shop actually in Gerudo Town. Can't remember the person's name, but I got the shop running which is like part of a different quest. So I'm not really sure if that person's tied to the jewelry shop quest or if she's just like competition. I don't know. I mean, she stays in Goron City from what I understand. I don't think there's ever uh, a time where she goes back to Gerudo, City, or Gerudo Town. Yeah. But um, yeah, if we talk to Ramella, she will buy from us 10 of a sp- specific gem. I think she starts out with Amber... Uh, and she buys them at a premium rate. So she, you know, she, if you have 10 of, of whatever it is she's currently looking for, you can sell it to her and you would make, I don't know, if you were going to make 400, you'd make 450 from her instead, something like that. Um, so basically she's just the, the premium spot for selling gems. If you have over 10 of them, um, <laughs> pretty, pretty good find, pretty cool NPC. If you're looking to do some mining and try to make some money that way. Heck yeah. I mean, I think I'd do better with the gourmet steaks, but that's just me. Some <laughs> <laughs> steaks go for a lot. They do go oh, for be a available. lot. If you're, if you're able to go through Hebrew, you can get steaks all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got for today's episode. I'm all out of NPCs I want to talk about. <laughs> well, I guess the last thing to talk about is... This is the prime location for shield surfing, my guys. <laughs> Could shield surf all down okay. these slopes. On the big rocky slopes? On like the worst? You're some <laughs> mad gnar on these slopes. <laughs> you make the wrong, wrong turn and you just end up you can, though. straight in the lava. <laughs> uh, on the backside of the mountain, there's actually like some paths that where some ostriches hang out. Just mad gnar slopes. Really? It's like a, a red type of ground that you can actually surf on because the rock here, you guys are like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the bases of the backside. You get some mad shred gnar. I think on the backside Man. of the mountain is where you can find Dinral every once in a while as well. Gnar. I saw Dude. him when I was like climbing up with Yanobo, like towards the very end, way off in the distance. So far, if it was Pokemon, the thing would be moving at 0.0000001 frames per second. But it was actually still looking kind of decent in this game. And so it was way out there. I was like, whoa. It's <laughs> crazy. Pokemon dig. 
Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the I second seen you described yet. its movement in frames per second, I was like, that's not how movement works. But wait, were you talking about Pokemon? <laughs> that is kind of how movement <laughs> works. Oh, goodness. I mean, I could still tell that it wasn't moving at like full 30 frames per second because, I mean, the dragon was really far away. If you, if this was like the size of my screen, I could see the entire dragon in like just this little bit. Like it was way out there. I don't know if it was just heading over or if it was just leaving, but at that moment, it was an extreme distance away and it was kind of a little choppy, but I just thought it was neat. Would you mm. say it was um, 12 ounces of Dinraw? Just 12 ounces. Yes, indubitably. 12 fluid <laughs> ounces of Dinraw. All right. Sounds good, guys. If you don't mind, I'm going to close out the episode at this point. <laughs> all right so this has been our episode of a for no b for yes thank you so much for listening uh next week next episode not actually next week these are two weeks apart for the most part but next episode we will be covering the dragons of hyrule which is actually perfect because we just got done talking about dinro but uh yeah uh we're doing dragons we're doing the shrines oh. connected to those dragons we are going to uh, have a dragon party. So come check that out next time. Uh, you know, you can reach out to us on our website or any of our social medias. Anthony also does some emotional stuff from time to time. So go check that out. Uh, and we will catch you on the next episode of A for No, B for Yes. Click. Did you get all that?